You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. This episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season seven, episode thirty. I'm John, and tonight I'm joined by John. How you doing? I'm good, John. How are you? I'm good, John. Yeah, I thought, I thought I'd like try and give a bit of anticipation there as if maybe we had something coming on. Um, I'll pause there, but yeah, I'm afraid listeners are stuck with it to pay them as again. Um, and it might not make pleasant listening. Um, if our team's result at the weekend. But, yeah, charity event. It wasn't that great either, was it? No, it was a bit of a letdown. Um, I'll take the blame for two of the results, the, the Wraith one and the Queen of the South. Not, um, we tipped that for both teams to score, and neither did. I'm not with the Wraith one, though, because Abroad scored a last-minute equaliser. Um, East 5-1 comfortable 2-0, and then, yeah, Queen of the South and Fairman both teams to score a decent. But, yeah, finished a Paul band. Yeah. 0-0. Not good. Um, and then the first goal scorer didn't quite come off because it was Gegan that scored first for there, not Shankland. Yeah, but he did then go on and score a double later in the game. So we weren't far off with that one. Um, he did score. I still think he's worthwhile maybe persevering with us. Certainly someone that we'll probably use again. Um, so, aye, we'll see what happens. Get something, get a winner maybe. Obviously there's not as many Premiership games at the weekend because it's Scottish Cup. But there's a fair bit of league action below, so we'll get something. Yeah, let's hope so. So, going back to last week, Zena against Celtic. Celtic winning the game with a 1-0 lead. And they never held on to it, to say the least. Quite a convincing win for Zena, I would say. There's no question about it. Um, you know, Celtic needed to keep it no, no, for as long as possible, um, and they didn't even get to seven minutes. It just, um, you know, poor defending by Simunovic for that particular goal, and it didn't get any better. Um, De Vries should be doing better with that second goal. I get the ball moves about, but it doesn't fly towards the top corner. It's still pretty much the middle of the goal. Um, yeah, I think as well, though, in terms of that one, that they should have been closed in before they got the shot away. Yeah, allowed all the space in the world to get a shot away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And then the third goal, um, Lustig sleeping in, the ball comes into the back post, and it's an easy tap in. And that's game well and truly over. But um, yeah, it's just what happens when you come up against better quality who've got an extra week's match practice behind them. But um, disappointing for Celtic to go out without a whimper. Yeah, I mean, they never even really excited much at all as well. Rodgers went with the same team from the first leg, which was maybe okay at home, but maybe in the away tie, you're maybe looking for a wee bit of individual brilliance. And yet, Mazonda was kind of left out again. Yeah, it's strange that that... He's hardly um, featured. I mean, it's almost like, what was he brought up to do? Because he's been left out the two big European games. All right, he came on and made an impact um, in the first leg, but... He's not really showing much domestically um, that he can stand a physical battle. And 
you know, Chelsea must be getting concerns because they've got high hopes for him and, you know, if he's not getting many games in the Celtic team, you know, he wonders what kind of future's going to end up happening. But it's still early days, I suppose. Um, but yeah. you'd expect to sign like that to hit the ground running. But he wasn't even brought on then. Uh, Thursday, he'd have thought maybe once he wanted three nil down, maybe bring him on. But you know, he's already came on later for Forest, um, Sinclair was the first, the earlier change after Rogers got more than half time. But I don't know. Yeah, um, but I suppose they had their achievement getting through um, into this stage in the first place because um, the Champions League it was always um, a tough task for him to overcome Bayern and Paris Saint Germain. It was never going to happen. So they've hit minimum achievement in getting into Europa League. But as I said in my blog before the first leg, that you know they do need to spend a little bit. They've got some money in the bank, um, and if they won't have any chance of competing with these teams, they need to spend a wee bit. Not go gung ho. They've also not got the same money as English Premier League, but they should spend a wee bit more money to bring in better quality if they want to do something, especially at the back, because they've not properly solved that problem. Definitely, and even like as well as the problems at centre back, you've got the issue whereby they're trying to play Forest as a, a wing back in Europe, which is maybe going to work alright in Scotland, but against teams like the quality of Zenit, that's not going to work out. Yeah, and you need him further forward. Um, but no, yeah, they'll need to do something better for next season, but um, they'll, they'll likely have Champions League qualification again after the weekend. Yeah, you'd think so. Even though the Aberdeen Celtic game was last, we may as well talk about it just now, seeing as we're talking about Celtic anyway. Mm-hmm. I think last week we kind of spoke about it, and even though Celtic maybe hadn't been in the best of form, this was before we knew Thursday's was out. wasn't really expecting much, however. Celtic, I reckon, were pretty vulnerable, and we're not going to the ones that say it, because it's been said everywhere, that the tactics that we could have used, especially in the first half, mm-hmm. are, were pretty useless. Um, they were coming off a, a tough game against Zenit. They'd not scored in three games. And we did what we do generally against Celtic, which is just almost sit back and admire them play. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. I can, I can see maybe, yeah, you're trying to be a bit cautious, but I think yesterday was the right time for to have a goal. When they've had that game on Thursday, yeah, correct. It was um, it was appalling tactics again in an Aberdeen Celtic game. Um, uh, not just Aberdeen Celtic, but Aberdeen the big games this season. It just hasn't worked. The tactics haven't been good enough. Um, there's not been enough energy in our play. Uh, there's been no eagerness to go press the ball. Um, I thought we played right in the Celtic hand yesterday. Um, you could argue that for half an hour we were compact enough defensively, um, but other than a couple of throw, balls thrown into the box that they were that we nearly got an end of a couple of crosses and throw-ins, but other than that, we didn't test the Vries at all in that first half. We didn't offer enough creativity, and yeah. Celtic all they had to do was, um, you know, just turn up a, a level and they were able to get through. And they had a couple of chances before they eventually scored. Um, and it's that one v one situation. You always fear someone with pace and skill against Constein is eventually going to just get by in the one minute of brilliance that they needed and that's what Forrest did um, and then Dembele has an easy header yeah 
there was a half-hearted attempt by O'Connor to double up, but uh, I think even saying half-hearted has probably been generous to help out Gordon today. Yeah, I didn't even notice. That's how how half-hearted you can classify it. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, yesterday as well. I mean, the atmosphere was quite flat as well. Uh, I suppose it goes two ways. You can say that the the, the team need to give the fans something to cheer about, um, but. Uh, just I uh, bizarre saying that the Celtic won I wouldn't say they were particularly great um, and possibly we actually had the better chances you mentioned the kind of couple in the first half I mean Arison and May weren't far away from scoring yeah uh, they are but yeah, Celtic were the better team we allowed them to dominate possession which shouldn't be happening at home to that level, to that extent. I was pleased that we did at least play four at the back. We didn't go to five at the back. Because when I seen the team line up, I thought it's probably going to be five at the back. However, yeah, O'Connor was in midfield. I think, again, O'Connor was missing in midfield. I would have preferred Ball to be in there. Mm-hmm. Was it, Kuali? it was always going to be a difficult class game without Shinny and Christy would be... Yeah. That most people would say are two best players last season mm-hmm. and there was a lot of players just I'm not going to say they didn't turn up but they just didn't perform to what they're capable of um, Logan we've been saying most of the season he's he's not the player that he's been um, through whether it is lack of competition or whether slightly different tactics or missing people maybe giving him as much protection I mean, McGinn was always playing as a right wing back to, to try and cover Tierney. That didn't really work out. Mm-hmm. Defensively, I don't think we were bad defensively. Um, I think going back to the fact of not maybe pressing them higher up the pitch, I think first half we were concerned about uh, Dembele against Arneson, Dembele's pace, and Arneson obviously not being the quickest. Mm-hmm. So why we were trying to maybe set a bit deeper. Um, and obviously the goal that they scored in the first half did come from Dembele managed to get away from Arneson for the cross as well. Mm-hmm. Early in midfield at times looked alright, but as per usual against Celtic, Scotland dominated midfield. Uh, love him or hate him, whatever. Mm-hmm. Said it before, he's a type of player you want in your team. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And, um, you know, I've seen on a lot of Aberdeen fans' forums saying that. Um, you know how much the the hitman stuff uh, and that he gets away with a lot. At the end of the day, you would still rather have him in your team. I mean, he's a good leader. He's a good player. Um, you know, he is a bit of a wind up merchant, and sometimes gets a bit away with a, a bit more than others. But you would you would have him in your team because he would run through a brick wall for your team. Um, and I must say, um, his reaction was hilarious. After, you know in the events that led to the red card and how he reacted to it rather than rolling about and holding his head trying to get someone sent off he was just get up right away and loving it I thought it was quite hilarious and good on him to be fair and if that was one of our players we'd be reacting the same way yeah um, the cause growth then if didn't really know what to expect when he was in the, but I was surprised to see him on the bench mm-hmm. I thought maybe he was on there because they didn't know much about him what a dreadful impact he made yeah. Um, eight minutes even before that it's hard to say but he didn't look up to that much and then but really bad tackle 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he almost looked shocked when he got sent off. I don't, it was a definite red, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a shocking tackle. Um, you know, there's not an attempt to play the ball. And I, even when I seen it again, I didn't actually realise his foot was as high as his knee. Um, you know, it's just a really, really bad tackle. Um, some people say that's the new Stockley in the mould of um, it's just someone big that doesn't score a lot of goals. Um, he's not come with a great record. Um, I mean, he was at Carlisle, had 12 games. I don't think he'll hit the back of the net once. So, you know, I know he's been brought in as a development player, but um, it was a shock to see him on the park um, as at all. Um, what must Mickey, Nicky Maynard be feeling? You know, he once again he gets brought on in the 90th minute when there's no chance of an impact. You know, I get that Nicky Maynard's not been a great signing for us, but we're not really giving him a chance to go and atone for you. You know, for his previous performances by giving him the last minute as a token gesture. It's often brought that last gasp. Yeah, he's got about five minutes to get out. He's probably much chance. Yeah. But even in the games against let's like, say and Dundee United when the game was wrapped up, you know, it's a chance for them to go on and get a confidence boost and go. You're not boosting someone's confidence by putting them on in the ninety first minute. It's just pointless. Um I think McInnes is going back to um you know, what he was like before in terms of he's waiting too late till it's too late before making these substitutions. Um when really he should have brought up took off either Quali or O'Connor a lot sooner. And rather than hook me, um, he should have had someone up front with me, um, either Rooney or Maynard. Um, well, I'd like, I think, I think, I don't know whether it was last week, I've said before, maybe we were talking about the rejigging of the team maybe for another season, that mm-hmm. there, could, there could be potential for maybe a partnership between me and Rooney. Mm-hmm. That they could be alright together, but certainly, yeah, what was the point of just leaving one up front and then later on, yeah, he goes for it and then brings on a couple of players, but by that time, I <sighs> Just useless. Um, I mean, they go down to 10 men as well. You think, right, here's an ideal opportunity to get back in the game. And we lose a criminal goal. I mean, it comes about a free kick. McGinn puts the ball in. Not a great delivery. They make up the field in Bailey. Logan backing off, I think. Uh, again, probably should have taken one for the team. Yeah. Because the worst he's going to get is a yellow. Mm-hmm. I think. And then Tierney shows... Great determination to get up that pitch. Scores. I know people will say Woodman to blame in terms of getting beaten in the near post, possibly. Um, but before that, it was yeah, dreadful. Yeah, I would say that Woodman should have done better with the shot because he shouldn't be getting beat his near post like that. I mean, I get he's expected to go across him, but he still should be doing better for me. However, the problems were before that. Logan not um, closing down, just letting Dembele come at him and come at him. Um, and then there's other players, I think McLean might have been one of them, um, getting drawn to the ball rather than tracking the run of Tierney, um, and then Logan's had to go back across because other players have went to, went towards the ball. It was it was just dreadful. It was um, you know from their own free kick as well to get caught like that. Um, I get Celtic have got pace in their team, but it was criminal from our point of view. Um, I agree with you, Celtic didn't play particularly well. I think that's the thing that annoys me about yesterday's game. Um, it was an opportunity. Um, Celtic were a wee bit um, jaded from the midweek game. Um, just not long back from Russia, we should have went, we should have not went gung ho, but we should have pressed them like we did in the cup final. Um, I don't know why that cup final should have been 
the barometer to how we play Celtic and other teams around us. And we've just not done that in the the really big games against Celtic and against Rangers. I mean, the stats speak for themselves. Six games, one goal, no points. Not good enough. You look at the difference in the second half when we did press and Celtic started making mistakes. Mm -hmm. It led to the sending off. We started getting sent off, yeah, it came from a mistake. Uh, We just pressed a lot better. Again, second half, a couple of good chances. The one with Mackay, Stephen and May. I don't know whether it should have been a better ball, whether May needs to show a wee bit more desire. A bit of both, maybe. But, I mean, that should have... That's the other end of the pitch. It's a goal, I think. They would, they would, they would have finished that, yeah. and then later on, we've got a chance when McGinn as well. After McLean's had a chance, mm-hmm. uh, again, so it's not like we didn't create chances. Mm-hmm. We did create a couple of chances and probably fairly even, fairly even chances. No, mm-hmm. first half Woodman had a great double save up for Rogic and Dembele. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, I mean, it was that, that moment between the, the McLean chance and the McGinn chance, that was the, the main moment for us to get back in the game. And then, unfortunately, after McGinn's win, it falls to O'Connor, who's not going to do much from there, unfortunately. Um, I thought McGinn should have... McLean was a little unlucky. Um, angles closing, he's up against goalkeepers and made himself big. But McGinn possibly should have more composure. I get it's well blocked, but a bit more composure. That's possible win-win. Um but other than that, it was just a couple of knee and misses. I mean, maybe if a fitter and sharper Stevie May takes his chance, or if a ball d- falls to someone other than Anderson. But then, as you mentioned, Celtic to other great opportunities, plus Cham hit the post. Yeah. Um, so, I don't think we can complain too much. Um, speaking about the Mackay, Stephen and, and May chance, the Chris Faraya went down with a head knock at that point. Should the referee stop play at that point? Possibly. Uh, it was a collision between two Celtic players, but yeah, still, if it's a head knock, boy should should stop play. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but we didn't take advantage of the uh, um, of the advantage we possibly shouldn't have been given. Because my only defence for Bobby Madden at that point, maybe, is that he's not realised it's a head knock. He's maybe just thought he's fallen, um, but it obviously became clear it was. But um, we didn't take advantage anyway, so. But uh, yeah, we can forget about the title this season, and we'll need to be. If we're not careful, um, I think we'll be out of the run for second soon. Well, the thing is as well, it's a big week this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've a tough game on Wednesday at Motherwell, where we have obviously struggled down the season, and then you know, last chance winning silverware in terms of if you don't obviously beat Kamara on Saturday, yeah. or uh, yeah, get through to them. So. It's a very big week, mm-hmm. and good thing at least is Christy and Chanel will be back, which will make a, a difference to the team. Yeah. Um, hopefully the players can kind of bounce back, which generally we have done. Um, obviously in the last two games, yeah, we've lost against Hibs and Celtic, but generally the team have responded. Mm-hmm. But yeah, which maybe maybe move on to Kovalik actually. They. They had a, a decent result on Saturday after going back two, two down so early in the game. It's a part of us maybe 10-15 minutes of that game. Um, Kilmarnock certainly were by far the better team, creating numerous chances and probably in the end were unlucky just to come out with a draw. 
Yeah, it was a bit of a crazy game that one. Um, good app, good app for most of it for Scottish football. Um, she mentioned the first ten minutes was a disaster for Kilmarnock, and they nearly went three down as well. But McDonald made a good save from McLaren. Um, but so, or, or was it Kimberry? Yeah, I can't remember which one of two. But if that goes in three 0 how do you think game over? Um, but Kilmarnock rallied after that. Jones hit the post not long before half time, and then scored an absolute screamer. Um, and then, yeah, I'm surprised he scored so few goals for them. They said he'd only scored four goals last season. He's got it in him, certainly, to score a lot more goals. Yeah. I think he's someone that's capable of doing a bit more, and um, maybe Clark will get that out of him, or maybe if he goes to a higher level, he will get more chances to score more. But um, he's still a young lad. What is he, 21, 22? But he's fairly young. Yeah, right. so he's still got time to say to develop. Um, and Kilmarnock will do well to keep hold of him. Aye, no, definitely. Uh, but I go back to the first ten minutes. The second goal, in particular, poor defending from Kowarnik. Yeah, poorly sees goal. Yeah, Steve Clark would not have been happy. Um, a free header, just not good enough. And the first one, whilst there's a ricochet, it leads to Kimberry. You know, again, it's poor marking inside the box, um, leaving a striker free with seven yards in front of goal or whatever it was. Um, but he's he's off to a flyer that has three goals in four games, is that? Definitely, yeah. He starts that move as well for the first goal as well. So looks like there's more to him than just maybe scoring goals. So yeah, good thing there um, in terms of getting him on loan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Scott Allen, so obviously set the goal, the second one as well. So he's continuing his good form since he returned to Hibs. Yeah, no the, the penalty. Right. Yeah, I mean it's definitely not a penalty. Um, it's a very soft decision. Um, you know, I think Kevin Clancy's thought that it was the outstretched arm that hit the, the the ball hits the hand, not the one the one actual hit the one by his side. It's a very harsh penalty. Um, but Lennon's reaction was ridiculous and quite childish to be honest it's not been picked up by the media um, but he's actually sarcastically applauding and I just think that's totally childish and um, not an example to set for his players I mean how can you expect players to behave on the pitch if that's the behaviour he's showing but unfortunately whilst Neil Lane is a, a good manager he's proven that Celtic he's doing well with Hibs um, if his team don't win a game he'll go one or two ways one he'll lambast his players in public um, or two he will do what he's done and criticise the referee and go over the top about it. Um, I mean, I just recall his first press conference as Celtic manager. He says, I want my players in the faces of the referee. That's no, and that's what he's brought in through, Cel- through Celtic management and now at Hibs. It's just constantly um, berating referees and I think he needs to, to rein it in and have a look at himself sometimes. Although, I do get, I do get his frustration at the weekend, but he was out of order with his reaction and his interview was out of order as well. Yeah, uh, quite surprising though that he actually had a wee bit of backing from the likes of Craig Levine and Graham Murty. Uh, Craig Levine said he could have had sympathy with him in terms of obviously Craig Levine's had issues in the past with, with that type of thing and then Murty didn't quite defend Lennon but he did go with, uh, he did mention the fact that until Scotland have 
professional referees like what you do in other places, then you're maybe going to continue to get these types of mistakes or different things. So, but if you're talking about professional referees, look at the English Premier League, um, and would you say the standard of refereeing is much better down there? I would argue the other way. Um, they see lots of lots of mistakes getting made down there by the same referees who get the same big games. I think you always get mistakes anyway. It's yeah. like players make mistakes, managers make mistakes, referees make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just human nature. Isn't it? Yeah. Mistakes. It's when, I suppose it's when the same mistakes get made over and over. That's when uh, where the problem lies. I think the argument possibly should be like if um, just picking out an example, if, Mar- if Marciano makes a, a mistake three games in a row he gets dropped or put, put in the reserve for a few games um, but with referees if they make mistakes in three consecutive games they get a fourth big game or a fifth get big game there's no sort of you're getting dropped down to referee Stennis Muir versus Annan I think that's the frustration Aye, it's very, aye, it's very real that uh, referees get demoted to kind of lower legs but even then when it does happen they're pretty they're back aye, refereeing the top games again as well Yeah, so. I, th- I think a lot of that goes down to um resource as well. There's not as many uh, referees up here as there is down south. They're not enough qualified, so to speak, or they get fast-tracked too quickly. Um, I, no, we don't know what the answer is, to be honest with you, but that's um, that's for the refereeing chiefs to decide. But yeah. going back to the game, Marciano, save of the season? What, the one from the Lugbo, when it takes the deflection? Yeah. Ah, it's certainly up there, definitely. Uh, made a couple of other decent saves as well, but yeah, that one particularly does stand out. Yeah, it's the fact that so, he was going one way and the ball's deflected there. He's had to readjust so quickly. Um, it's a terrific save. Yeah. Uh, just on a note from Saturday or the weekend fixtures, was that a preview to what the split will be? Yeah, I've heard that if the teams... I've read that if, the, um, if it stays the top six as it is, Rangers... Technically, should be going to um, Celtic, Aberdeen, Hibs, Hearts, and uh, Kilmarnock for a third, um, for a second time to make it the even. But of course, you've got to have an even amount of fixtures: nineteen home, nineteen away. So it means that yeah. either one of those five will go to Ibrox for a third time. I don't. It's obviously not going to be Celtic. Um, so it's which two from four will end up. Going to Ibrox for the third time. I've got a feeling it could be us and Hibs. Certainly one of us. Aye, we'll see what happens anyway. But yeah, that's where the, kind of, the split kind of comes into the equation about whether it's a good thing or not. It's definitely got advantages and disadvantages, but they should find some kind of system where they can sort out. But I suppose you don't know who's going to finish top six and bottom six at the start of the season. Yeah. So. I mean, there was a suggestion one year that um, we could go to a 14-team league. Um, that way, you play each other twice, then the split, and then it's a case of the the after the split, it's you play each other um, once at home, another once away, and the, it's a guarantee, even number of fixtures, and nobody going a third time here or there. But um, they were confused as to how it would work, um, whether it be a top six and bottom eight or two bottom sevens with um, two splits of seven where one team gets a break every um, every week so I don't know um, I don't think they've got any plans to expand the league unfortunately at this stage um, personally I would rather see like, an 18 team league 
come back into fruition, play each other twice, um, then this four times a season's nonsense. Um, I mean, the split idea is good that the big teams play, uh, the top teams play each other at the end and the bottom teams play each other, makes it quite exciting. But it's the split, um, it's the fairness in number of games, it's the big problem. Yeah, definitely. It's not the first time that this, is, this has happened. Yeah. Before that, so, yeah. Yeah, um, we've gone tonight, just though. Looked like it was going to be a tricky game on Saturday against Hearts. Hearts obviously in good form. Rangers in good form. In all honesty, it was pretty a dominating performance of Rangers. Hearts just went in a bit similar to maybe Aberdeen. Uh, sat back, let Rangers play. Rangers scored twice. Probably could have scored more. Disappointed, I would say, if you're a Hearts fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they didn't really aglove in Rangers. I mean, if it wasn't for... John McLaughlin, the score could have been more. Although, looking at his performance, I think most of his saves were routine. Um, but allegedly, McLaughlin could play for Scotland. Um, he could yeah. be called up. Um, I don't know how he qualifies. Is it through a, a grandparent? Because I thought he was English. Must be some sort of relative. I think he is. I'm pretty sure he's English. So maybe we'll just assume that because it came from an English club. Yeah. But yeah, he played well, but yeah. Hearts didn't. Um, Jamie Murphy took his goal quite well, you know, but he was almost allowed to walk through, and I still think Aaron Hughes could do better in line, but credit to Murphy. Great little run, and um, showed a lot of composure to finish off. And a good pass by Greg Doherty, who was getting rave reviews. Good for yeah. him to just settle in. Yeah, just got back to McLaughlin, he actually was born in Edinburgh. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, Bye. Uh, up until Hearts, always could he have been down south. Yeah. Yeah, Doc was on Adred as well. I'm going to be always on Saturdays or whatever, I'll have a look on Twitter and kind of look at this kind of team and see who he's been kind of getting talked about. He was certainly one. Candy ass as well. Murphy getting rave reviews. And Rangers fans thought he took a bit of time to settle in. But that's it. Plus, few games he scored. Um, probably just maybe we can get match fit because he didn't featured much for Brighton mm-hmm. so possible contender maybe when it comes to the Scotland squad getting announced wait and see and all Alex because he was at the game mm-hmm. so, yeah and um, you know we're talking in Gloucester all right in the middle of the part you know when Dorns and Jack eventually come back um, it's going to be difficult for them to get in the team I get Gloucester's on loan just now but um, you know Holt, uh, sorry, Jason Holt's been playing quite well, so it's going to be difficult for um, Dorans in particular to get back in just now. Yeah, I think Jack's, I think, been confirmed now he's out for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think so, yeah. So, but I suppose that's what Rangers are winning, one competition for places. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Once that's fit, they've got a, a decent sized squad. You mean, you forget as well, if, mind you, I think you'll probably be away in this. They've got like a Cranshaw and stuff like that, Alves that aren't getting games that are picking up lots of money as well. So I forgot Cranshaw was still there. Yeah. <laughs> and I forgot Alves didn't get his move either. Yeah, they do have plenty of options. And we say that we've touched on it a wee bit, but they did strengthen well in January. They created well, and I don't like saying it, but they, they, they probably are favourites still for second place. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, they've gone three points ahead of us. Got a bigger goal difference. They're on a 
they're in a good run of form and uh, you know going forward they look really good it's going to be I can't see anything other than them finishing second unfortunately but I would love to be proven wrong yeah one thing is though I mean last season Rangers does go ahead Aberdeen and we didn't still manage to finish second however this Rangers team is very different under Marty um, yeah. he started off slowly when he was interim manager and then what six wins from the last eight they've had scoring a fair amount of goals as well mm-hmm. so, uh, it pains me to say it but yeah they are looking looking decent and obviously they've got a, a game against Celtic coming up soon which going into it don't probably be fancy their chances oh they definitely will fancy their chances and right so the way they're playing but who knows what these next two games away to St Johnston and the Cup tie of Falkirk, if they slip up, they all of a sudden go in a wee bit apprehensive. But yeah, right now, they'll be confident facing Celtic. Yeah, I mean, St. John- you mentioned St Johnson. St Johnson one could be tricky because they've obviously had a couple of good results yeah. back to back. They've won so, at home at last? On win, yeah, first one since September at home. They obviously picked up a point against Celtic. We've not conceded for a couple of games. Mm-hmm. So, might be a trickier game than than what it could have been a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, well, Sorry, you good, John. I've just, no, I've just said it might be a trick again than what it would have been if Rangers had been facing St. Johnson two weeks ago. Yeah, it could be. I mean, St. Johnson played very well at the weekend, um, although they were given a helping hand by Scott Fox for the second goal. That was terrible goalkeeping from a goalkeeper who's just been littered with mistakes all season um, the first goal Davidson's got the um, the freedom of Perth to make it 1-0 and it was a very bad day at the office for Ross County having looked as though they were come back into some f- sort of form having picked up four points in the previous two it was a bit of an inept performance from them and, but for St Joyce a big big win for them four points in the last two for them and could well be the, the one that kickstarts our season and comfortably survive. Yeah, I mean, I think as, as pleased as they'll be about winning, they'll be as pleased with the fact, Tommy Ray was pleased they get them getting two clean sheets because they had been um, shipping goals, they've been considering goals, so that's something that'll be pleasing as well from a point, that point of view. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, uh, Craig Curran, stupid sending off. Um, yes. And it all starts from Ross County not giving the ball back. Um, no, St Johnson put Shaughnessy's hit the ball out um, for one of their players being down. Um, you know, I can understand them not giving it back and they're chasing the game if it was St Johnson just doing it for one of their own players, a time wasting exercise. But that was for one of Ross County's own players. I thought it was a wee bit um, naughty from them. And then it's an instant over nothing. I mean, I think Shaughnessy's hit the ball off a player, it's went out for a throw, and that's where the melee started. or handbags at dawn and then Curran just decides to throw a player in the ground aye I mean you know, the foot, foot of the table is where the last thing you need is like so stupid suspensions like that yeah exactly you'll probably, you'll probably find, you might find it hard to get back in that or you might find it hard to get back in the team might not because of the position Ross County are in but yeah big, they've got a big game that we can coming up against this one obviously yeah but able to yeah I mean that's Curran now out of that game you know that's a massive game, probably the, the biggest game that these two are playing this season. 
Um, and neither are going in any good form at all now, given the weekend's results. Yeah, but I mean, as well, we're killing in the St. John's game. It wasn't even as if they really created any chances. Nah. That nah, was a very poor performance. St. John's impossible should have won by more. Um, there's a couple of we have chances afterwards, but it was a comfortable win. Um, and yeah, County, they need to pick themselves up quickly. Yeah, they do. Um, likewise, we obviously mentioned about the bottom of the table clash on Saturday. That's all, though, Thickle may be making a few slight, not well, maybe a wee bit of the amount of chances they managed to create. They never managed to go and win the game. However, for a second weekend, I know they've lost their last minute winner. Yeah, it's a shocker for them. It's an absolute shocker. Um, two games against teams are, um, around them. Led in both and lost in the last minute to both. Um, Dundee, they probably deserve to lose, but Saturday there, they had a bucket load of chances. Um, I think a combination of Gary Woods and bad finishing um, was the difference in the end. And then Thistle, just a bit of a bomb scare at the back just now. They don't seem capable of keeping clean sheets, seeing games out. And... You know, if teams keep going at them, they just don't look as though they can handle the pressure. And Hamilton took advantage. You know, massive for them because obviously they've lost every game of this calendar year. Um, and despite Saris being a donkey again, they managed to get away with a victory and a, a crucial one for them. Yeah, I mean, Saris again, I uh, mentioned before how on earth he managed to. You wonder how he manages to get a game. Yeah. Almost like a mistake of the game. Yeah. Ah, he's a terrible defender. Um, I think they'd be better off with Cannon putting his boots back on and going in instead of him. Um, as I say, they got away with it the weekend, but if he continues to defend like that these next few games, Hamilton will remain in trouble. They're certainly not out it yet. I mean, it's a massive one getting them out the bottom, bottom two, but they're still going to be down there. Um, but as for Partick, you know, they're now going to. Saturday's game were a wee bit of apprehension instead of building up a bit of form from the last two games they're going into it thinking well if we lose we're going to go bottom of the table again and back yeah. in trouble also as well they've only won one game away from home in the league all season yeah but Ross yeah. County have only won two at home yes which is the other thing so it probably says it's going to be a draw yeah. that's where that probably points out mm-hmm. but the only thing I would still say for Thistle much as they are maybe winning games they are creating chances I still think they've got enough players that will score goals but yeah when you look at what they'd obviously done last season finishing top six and where they are now very disappointing from that point of view it was always going to be more difficult for them to sustain last season's form um, especially with the fact that Hibs came up for um, the championship last season but you would still expect it with the players they had in fact they added more quality in the attacking options I mean Connor Savins proved that um, they could be doing more from like some Mel Story and Blair, Blair Spittle. Um but defensively, I know they lost Lindsay, but they still got they should still should be doing better defensively than what they have been, and they've just had an inability to see games out. Whereas the odd game last season, they were able to get away with a one nil or even a nil nil to get them a crucial point. So they need to get back to basics there. Yeah. Um, in terms of Hamilton, they've got two games this week. Both away against Hibs and St. Johnson, so they might not pick up any points there after all. 
Well, they've picked up four points from Hibs this season, so you never know. Uh, I suppose it might do. I doubt it this week, but um, give the form Hibs are on, but uh, it wouldn't be overly surprised if Hibs dropped points to them again, because last time Hamilton went to Easter Road, Hibs um, had beaten Rangers at Ibrox, um, and Hamilton tore them apart, scored one of the goals this season. So you never know, but I still expect Hibs to win. Uh, mentioned Dundee as well obviously the fact they beat this over last week the last minute well, Dundee against Motherwell probably Neil McCann said I wasn't pleased the amount of chances that Dundee created and yet maybe Motherwell one chance scored was it a foul in the build up do you think from Maine? quite possibly but I think the Dundee player goes over the top to try and um, head the ball in the first place I think it's just erratic defending um, but although I can't see the point I think the bigger grievance was on the, the penalty shout later on um, although Michael Stewart makes a good point that it's difficult to see exactly where his hands are because of the ca- camera angle but they looked out to me um, so you can feel a wee bit aggrieved at that but at the end of the day the reason Dundee didn't win was because they didn't take their chances and that's been a problem all season there's their forwards just haven't been consistent enough. Yeah, I think as well in these types of games, Motherwell, which they've been a bit inconsistent. Um, so it's a case of winning games, isn't it? What a one way to win a game. That's what Motherwell showed there. Yeah, I think I think they're doing enough to keep themselves above water. Um, big ask from still to overhaul Kilmarnock for the top six, especially with Kilmarnock getting a couple of games in hand. Um, but yeah. They've, they've picked up their form setting half the season after going, what was it, nine games without a win? So, um, yeah. Yeah, it was a big win. I just hope that their form switches off for Wednesday. I definitely, yeah. Uh, I mean, you say as well from Murray's point of view that one you would say would make them safe from any kind of relegation battle. Yeah. I would say so, yeah. I mean, they've signed well in January. You know, the likes of Curtis Main coming in has made a bit of a difference. Um, it was always going to be difficult replacing Louis Moult. I don't think they've tried to do it directly, but they've just made one or two tweaks to the team and they're getting their form back together again. Yeah, I don't even know hand. Oh, he's still in a relegation bar, you would say. Definitely. I'd say so, but I think they might have enough to get themselves out of them, out it. Um, but, although... Might change your mind a couple of weeks if they lose a couple of games. That's just the way the bottom six goes. Well, it depends depend what happens maybe on Wednesday night because they obviously go to Celt- play Celtic. And um, whether maybe I, you say, Hamilton can make a couple of points at Easter Road. So, wouldn't say that a little bit in the, the allegation battle, but yeah, I think they're probably enough. I think Murray will get the goals for them to keep it up. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Sure. Just going back to Scott Brown, um, something that you mentioned earlier, he's obviously retired from international football um, for the second time. Yes. But I think this is the final time. Ah, uh, you would think so. Um, you know, as he's probably thought a lot harder about it, so we'll see what happens. I suppose it maybe depend if we're in my chance of qualifying for the tournament, whether he would then want to then be playing playing at a tournament mm-hmm. don't know but yeah 
the question will be, I suppose, about who comes in and replaces them. Well, there's talk of that boy McTominay um, at Man United coming in um, once he declares his allegiance to Scotland, but that's still not decided, although Jose Mourinho seems to think he might well do as he qualifies for both England and Scotland. Um, but we'll wait and see. I mean, it'd be good if he could because he's getting rave reviews down there. He's playing in big games. Apparently, Mark Hazard out the game yesterday. Um I don't know much about it. I've not really seen him, but I'm just going by the reviews that I'm, I'm hearing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Scott Brown will be a loss. I mean, love him or loathe him. He's a good captain, and he's been a good good player for Scotland over the last um, 10, 12 years. Aye, he has been. Yeah. Still, he's been a part of a, a team that's been... Hasn't managed to achieve anything in terms of qualifying for tournaments, so true. Maybe, maybe, as I mentioned last week, it might be a chance for a changing of the guard and um, bring in some of the younger players. Which McLeish looks like he maybe has alluded to a wee bit mm-hmm. that he's been looking at, at least he's been going to games in Scotland anyway. <laughs> That's always a good start. Um... But, I mean, there's decent young talent coming through. I mean, we mentioned Greg Dockett earlier. That might be someone that comes into the squad. Um, whether it's too soon or not, I don't know. But defence, you know, we've been saying for a while we don't have any decent centre-halves. Well, guys like Liam Lindsay, Scott McKenna, John Suter, um, you know, are all getting regular game time and doing qu- quite well. So those are names that make it thrown into the mix. I definitely think Suter will be in the squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aye, without a doubt. Um, and one that's a bit older, but could be a replacement for Scott Brown our own club, Shinny. Yeah, I know that Strachan's not there, Shinny might get a chance. Um, might be his, his chance. Um, yeah, I don't know what's happening with the other one. I like to hold the players, I like to whether he's continuing. Yeah, I just hope that McLeish doesn't fall, we mentioned it last week, he doesn't fall in the, the same route of looking for players in the books of English championship clubs not not getting a game and just throwing them in um, and he just goes with guys that are more informed wait to see I mean in his last job he tried picking like he picked the likes of Barry Robson in his squad he, um, even though he wasn't playing in England he was playing in Scotland so you just you don't know um, we'll wait and see we'll give him the benefit of the doubt and see what the, the next squad's like but um, you know but as for Brown um the only thing that I will say is he took his time in making the, de- the decision. Um, I don't know if he was waiting for the new manager coming in before finally saying it, but it's been clear for a while that he was likely going to go this way. Um, he said a lot of injuries and he w- he'll probably manage better not having the internationals to think about. So it was an expected decision to prolong his Celtic career. And good luck to him. I would just go to get an inch for the frameworks anyway. Well, the game's in the 23rd. Oh, yeah, 23rd, I think it is. Um, Maybe after the game, then? Yeah. I think it might be after the Old Firm game they might announce it. Uh, I would say the Monday or Tuesday that week because it's the following Friday, I think. Um, or, or the following Thursday that game is. I can't remember. Um, International I, week just I, gets mixed up. I see what happens. 
so predictions, we've still got a lot of predictions to do, but the Scottish Cup before that, so maybe I'll talk a little bit about the Scottish Cup at the weekend. Quarter final stage. <laughs> yeah, arguably the um the most intriguing ties the ones that's not on that is not in the telly. Um but we spoke about that before that it might be better for Aberdeen come out of the game was a three o'clock on the Saturday, um so that more Kilmarnock fans will go up and it's quite well priced at um twenty pound for adults and um because, because that's so they're hoping for a good bumper crowd. Um I'm hoping to go, I'm sure. Yeah. I can't make that. I'm going to the, the league game but um, if that had been at Kilmarnock I could have been down. Um I'm not going to lie, John, I'm very nervous about it. Um, I know we've got a good record against Kilmarnock, two wins in the draw from the three games, and the last couple of years we've had a perfect record against them. But they're in a good run of form. Um, only ourselves have beaten them since November. That was twice, of course. Um, but I just don't know. It's a big, It's a big game. It's a big game and our big game record if you look at the European games, the Mother League Cup tie and obviously some of the league games we've mentioned. It's not good reading. I uh, in Cups we have won big games, so there is that. But at home we've got a good record so, Yeah, I'm slightly wide as well, just because I think there's a lot of resilience about them. But we, we did beat them there on the season. He won. They went ahead. Well, a full team, I would, I would hope, will win. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Could uh, end up going any play. Yes, it's tough. Um, but I suppose I'd, I'd probably be apprehensive if we're playing one of the lower teams in the league or a championship side. So, um, but we'll wait and see. Hopefully, them. Hopefully the big game players turn up for us, like some McKay Stephen, like some McGinn, McLean, Christie, um, whatever striker we pick. Um, and we play with a lot more intensity than what we played um, on Sunday there. We need to win as well, because I'll never have the end of it. They're working Kilmarnock. Father in law, I suppose, a wee bit. So, uh, yeah. To be, to, like, I, I don't actually know about it when we win against Kilmarnock uh, but I'm pretty sure the other side I'll probably get it in, in the year if we do was mm-hmm. yeah always happens with the, the bigger team but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens um, but we'll definitely be on our game um, I think the Motherwell Hearts game could be a good win um, the fact yeah. is at Fir Park I know Hearts form apart from when they've played Celtic and Rangers recently has been good but um I think Motherwell can cause some problems too. I think that could be an interesting match. If Motherwell score first, will Hearts have enough to turn it around? We just don't know. Well, it's definitely an interesting time as well. You would think Celtic and Rangers should both go through. Um, yeah. I, I get Morton have um, improved in the, the Championship. They're the form team in the Championship. Just now won again at the weekend. Um, but this is Celtic they're up against and... Um, at Parkhead and it's a Celtic say going for history with the double treble um, so you would expect Celtic to come comfortably through and well Falkirk haven't been firing all cylinders in the championship still Drew with Dumbarton at the weekend that's not exactly good form um, looking to go to, to Ibrox with but who knows 
stranger things have happened. Yeah, yeah. Go back. Talk about the championship. Dundee United continue to be sliding down the table. Yeah, it's um, not quite happening for Shaba, is it? For all these these big talk. Certainly no Mr. Lover match just now. Yeah. I mean, he had the cheek to come out and say before the Aberdeen Cup tie that Aberdeen's run, they've not really been playing anyone. Well, <laughs> in his league, you can see he's not coming up against much and they've been getting beat 6-1 off Falkirk, getting beat off Livingston. Um, so, yeah, I think um, it's a big game from this week. They've got St Martin at home. They need to win that. To have any yeah. chance to catch up with St Martin, but also to get themselves back in the reins for securing the playoff place because right now um, they could easily slide out it and certainly they're not going to have the the luxury of just playing the semi-final Yeah, I can't see them catching too many. I know they've got three games in hand I suppose if they were to win that game at the weekend then maybe I but their, their form's too erratic I think yeah. um, Talking about it though David Hopkins did a good job there Yeah, I think you could say he's a potential contender for manager of the year, um, you know, along with Jack Ross in that league. So yeah, he's doing a terrific job, having got them up for League One, and they're normally a hard team to beat. But they've found a uh, they found a different way to beat United. The last minute goal with Ryan Hardy, he seems to have gone there and done quite well. So yeah, they're you know people people think they're going to eventually fall fall by the wayside, but. Um, they're not showing any signs of it at the moment. They're keeping themselves in there. Um, and more fancied teams, you know, like the Queen of South, have all, all, often been tipped and family have been tipped to be in the playoff spaces. Um, but Livingston and Morton are keeping the two out just now with their form. Yeah, well, my friend's a Morton fan, and he thought Morton would struggle this season, but they're looking, at the moment, they're looking good for a playoff spot. Yeah. Still plenty of time no, for that. So there's still a, a lot of football to play, but yeah, they're a good form as well. Five games um, without a, a loss. So. I think that's only better, that's about Livingston. Yeah. In that league. Yeah, it'll be interesting to um, see what happens to now in the end of the season. Uh, Livingston have got a tough game away to Dunfermline this week. You get the feeling it might be. Last roll of the dice for Dunfermo in terms of getting back into those third and fourth spots at least. Could be a good game. Yeah, and Livingston are on their way to Morton tomorrow night as well. Yeah. So two difficult away games mm-hmm. for them this week. Aye. Uh, Productions then for the two games in the Premiership at the weekend. So... Uh, one we mentioned earlier, Ross County against Thistle. Ross County are 23 eh? The draw is 24 and Thistle are 23 to 10. Hmm. Which way do we go with this one? Um, well, we spent a good t- bit of time in defence with Pies last week, so I think I'll come off that and um, I'm going to go Ross County 2 1. I'm going for a draw. I'm getting back on defence. Uh, and I'm going to go for 1 0 in that game. 
and the other game on Saturday is St Johnson versus Hamilton. St Johnson are ten to eleven. The draw is twenty three to ten, and Hamilton are three to one. I think St Johnson will win, and I'll continue well, continue in good form. I'm going to go for 2-0 I'm going to go 1-0 St Johnson So do we want to put him in the charity bet or no? What was the odds? 10-0 which is pretty decent Yeah I would go with that um, Is Calith a sort of home to break in too short at 1-3? Yeah uh, I would say yeah Okay, we'll take that then. Um, one that I would look to try to check something in week one. Um, AR or 13 AR growth? Mm. Which is pretty close. Growth are one of the kind of trickier teams that yeah, can play in that league, but. What about, what about a gamble with Albion Rovers at home to Queen's Park? They're evens. Albion Rovers have got the worst form to win Scotland, I think, just now. Oh, have they? All right. Maybe not. Yeah, so that would be my only reason to not pick them. The air of both are a kind of tricky one as well, because actually our both are the along with Raith Rovers a form team in that league and our brothers just got a draw with Raith Rovers as well so um, Clyde are in a good bit of a, a form under Danny Lennon I know they lost at the weekend they're at home to Elgin 31-20 they'd won the previous five before that who was that? Clyde 31-20 Clyde you said yeah I could go for that um, there's also in that league controls are five to six that hope to Aaron. Yeah, I'm happy to take the gamble on that. You say St Johnson were eleven to ten? Uh, ten to eleven. Ten to eleven, okay. I don't know why men shows us like such. I would say men shows up like good odds there now. I guess uh, Well, that treble returns eighty nine pounds twenty five, which is seventy nine twenty five profit. So do we definitely want to go for the treble? We stick with the treble side. That's what we're. Yeah. Men shows. Men shows in Johnston and Clyde. St Johnston, Men shows and Clyde. Yeah. And then first goal scorer do 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 we want to go for Rodney McAllister? Do we want to stick with Shankland? Do we want to look at Spare? Um Who's Peterhead got? Peterhead are Stenhouse Muir. Hmm, maybe not McAllister this week. Um I was going to say Troughton. We were talking about taking him. They're at home to um, Queen's Park, but you mentioned Albion aren't in good form. 
Aye, I don't know if he's still on good. Is he still on good goal scoring form? No. I know he scored twice against Wraith Rovers recently. We could go for him. Aye, why not? Oh, and Friday. I like Yeah, cool. Well, I should add as well that I did not have a pie before the game yesterday. Yeah. Uh, it was an album quite. I'm going to Nando's. Not my choice. Boy's choice. Uh, a pie I think to be fair, um, the Pitoji pies aren't the greatest. Oh. Um, I'll probably I think that probably concludes. What's that? I was just going to say, um, I don't think I'll get a pie this week. So the last couple I've had at Far Park have been greasy and running out. So no, I think I'll pass. I don't think I'm going to get to that game. I was hoping to get to it, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, I get to the cup game. But yeah, it'll be a good crowd. I come on, I'll take a good crowd on Saturday. I think so because it's a cup game. Yeah, because it's a cup game, so yeah, hopefully, they do. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, do you want to tell the listeners who might not have seen your tweet what you were drinking tonight? I can't do it. We bought a lot of Brava from Brazil. Very nice. Uh, one of my favourites. What about you? You have any? Um, I don't have any alcohol. Well, no beers in the house anyway. Um, so it's just a dilute and just for me. A few weeks ago, I did have a record, like, but you weren't asking about drinks at that point. I know. Uh, I see at the start ask about the drinks, mm-hmm. um, but I. Again, mentioned the last couple of weeks. If anyone does fancy coming on, drop us a tweet. Yeah. If you can do. It would be nice. I mean, we, I did try to see if Aiden was available, but unfortunately we couldn't get the Celtic fan to talk about the Aberdeen Celtic game, so that was a blow. Um, but, but no, no, seriously, it would have been nice to have someone else come on and... Um, add a fresh voice to the podcast in case you guys are all um, getting fed up listening to the two Johnnies. Yes. So, well, the two of us will probably be going again next week. Never know, we might have someone else on. We'll see. But, cheers, John. Yeah, cheers, John. Thanks again. Cheers, bye. Thank you.